You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Police are still searching for suspects who robbed the transport minister, Cindy Swes-Chukunga, and her bodyguards on the M3 on Monday. The minister and her protectors were robbed at gunpoint after her vehicle stopped on the N3 highway between Heidelberg and Fosleris to change a burst tire. The criminals stole laptops, a phone and weapons from the minister's bodyguards. To further discuss this, we're joined by forensic investigator Chad Thomas from IRS Forensic Investigations. A very good morning to you and welcome. Mr. Thomas, if the minister and her protectors are not safe, who are we as ordinary citizens? What was your reaction when you heard that the transport minister and her bodyguards were robbed on the N3 highway? It was a shock to all of us. Um, one of us remember this is in the wake of the violence we saw with the protectors from the Southern Police Services assaulting a driver on the road a couple of months ago. So we know that these guys are, are well equipped. We know that in a ministerial cavalcade, there tends to be quite a number of members, and we expect that these members are well-trained. In an incident such as this where a vehicle hits spikes or hits rocks and is incapacitated, you would realize that there's something wrong, and muscle memory should kick in. Those members should be deployed in such a manner that they exit those vehicles in a ready position. The fact that common criminals could disarm well-trained protectors working for the state, looking after our most important ministers, is an absolute atrocity. So, so what is the normal protocol for VIP protectors in situations where they have to pull over to the side of the road for an emergency or whatever reason, uh, which in this case was to change a burst tire? They would need to protect their principle. That's their paramount um, instruction. So they would have to deploy outside of that vehicle into positions of readiness. The members are trained. Um, they are very conversant with different tactics that are used. And one would have anticipated that they would have done that immediately prior to these guys getting to the vehicle and being able to hold them up and disarm them of their firearms. I can see the story that we must have emerged that they didn't want to engage in a firefight and put the minister's life at risk. But the fact that this happened at all is just a very poor indictment of how serious this crime is becoming specifically on our highways and main roads throughout the country. So what picture does this really paint in terms of the training of the protectors for such a situation? And do you think that the situation could have been handled differently by the bodyguards? Generally speaking, I think our standard would be of a, of a high standard. Um, one takes into consideration the fact that we do live in a country that is somewhat violent. When one looks at the training that takes place at police college and at the other colleges around the country that specialize in other and more advanced training, like special weapons and tactics, they would have received specialized training. Um, it's, for me, it's a concern that this occurred at all. But most importantly, it's, it's a concern that they weren't able to neutralize the situation.
You indicated that, uh, you know, normally there would be more than one bodyguard and perhaps one or more cars. And this is a minister. So uh, what, what, what do you make of that? And, and, and was there, is there an explanation as to why there was only one vehicle with two bodyguards? Well, there's different levels of protection and there's different instances when they would require more vehicles. So because of the, the, the hour of the day, and perhaps it was an unexpected trip that was made to Pretoria, perhaps the entire detail wasn't available, and it was just the one vehicle with the driver, who is also trained, by the way, and is also a member, um, as well as an, an extra bodyguard. Again, two members that are well-trained, can take on a fairly significant amount of people. And like I said at the outset, my understanding would be that they perhaps wanted the situation to de-escalate by cooperating so that the minister may not have been caught in the crossfire. But if you present sufficient threat and people can pick up on sufficient training, they're going to move on to a target that's less hard. Mm-hmm. That's where we got to leave it. I thank you so much uh, for your take. Forensic investigator Chad Thomas from IRS Forensic Investigations. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.